All right, and we're off. Welcome. Yeah, so, uh, oh, sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna finish the story, and you know, as I was walking the dogs, I continued masturbating, but it, you know, I'll finish it later. No worries, it's nice. okay. Um, yeah, the dog one is one of my favorite ones. Um, they bring some some cats in too, and it's it's all good fun. Yeah, uh, you know who would like that? We can transition to sports. Deshaun Watson, that guy's pretty little man. So, have you seen the latest of him? No. Well, what's up? Well, they've now limited themselves. They traded Baker Mayfield. I guess that's not to Deshaun Watson. But the latest I've seen is that they're waiting for this um, discipline to be given by the uh, whatever the hearing judge. Yeah. But no matter what, if there's discipline, whether it's one game or twenty games or whatever, they can appeal. Now, Roger Goodell hears the appeal, but if they give out no discipline at all, um, they can't appeal it. Well, what do you mean if they give out no discipline? Why would they want to appeal it if there's no discipline? What I'm saying is, like, the NFL can't appeal it either. Oh, gotcha. Right. So, thing. He's found, right, no double jeopardy, right? Yeah, so if the judge rules, like, hey, he was found not guilty in the court of law, like, why am I going to discipline him in the NFL for this? Then it's game and he gets to keep his job. I don't know how much, how much do you think? Like, obviously reputation is reputation. How much do you think his, if he gets no penalty, do you think Cleveland fans will care? Do you think it's one of those things where once he starts winning games, everyone's like, ah, whatever. Rascals will be rascals. It's absolutely one of those things. We've seen it time and time again with people. Yeah. Roethlisberger, Kobe Bryant, anytime people face like these like big allegations and things, and those two were probably worse, frankly. I mean, yeah. the yeah. amount of counts against Watson is pretty staggering, but like the crimes themselves are not as like, felonious. We'll use that. We'll throw that word out there. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's as soon as like they start winning games or more importantly, winning playoff games, nobody cares. Yeah, I'm sure the opposing fans will have their signs and all that stuff, but like the Cleveland fans, if he wins, if he somehow won a championship in Cleveland, he would be a hero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and even if they got to like, like an AFC championship game and, and and did well, that they would be like, oh, he's our savior, you know? <laughs> yeah. Idiots like me embraced Antonio Brown despite everything that he did. Yeah, I'm I mean... Sure. It's, it's, it's like it's. I don't think it's any like one fans like problem or anything. I, it's really hard to keep like this. And also, you could also just be like, well, technically, we don't know if he's guilty of any actual crimes. If the court of law found nothing of evidence, with thirty-four allegations, it'd be amazing if they had no evidence against him in any crime. Right. Yeah, um, you're right. Fans are very fickle and like, no, not fickle. They're very forgiving. I would say they're more forgetting than forgiving. You know what? Um, Actually, I I will go as far as to say if he has no charges against him after that many allegations, I would actually become somewhat more of a fan of him. Because he is like so unfairly ostracized? That maybe, yeah, maybe maybe I'm just sort of like the, uh, what's the word, like the anti-conformist kind of thing, you know, like I go against the crowd, whatever they want, but it's also just like, you know, if, if there's literally no charges against him and he had to endure all this shit and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that oh, I would be like, wow, that's pretty impressive, actually. Do you think, okay, you're right, Kobe, Roethlisberger, you're right, all these fans don't care about things. 
Um, hypothetically, with how stupid fans are, myself included, do you think if Aaron Hernandez had somehow not gotten in trouble with murder, like he just like kind of swept into the rug, do you think Patriots fans would be like, oh, like he was yeah. just being a college guy? <laughs> I, you know, I, I think the only thing that I could really think of to compare that to, which kind of sucks because I wasn't really like of the age to really comprehend it and like read about it was the OJ Simpson stuff. Like, yeah. how did fans react to that? Were like, I don't, I don't know. Like, that's crazy. Like, were his fans like defensive and like, oh no, innocent till proven guilty. He's fine. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think he was also very charismatic and personable. O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Who I mean, was, it was, wait, so. was. Wasn't Ray Lewis involved in some sort of accusation about, like, some sort of assault or murder? Yeah, Ray Lewis was a uh, accomplice to a murder, apparently. Yeah. And, and, um, and we know for a fact that Ravens fan didn't give one shit about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was also, like, not found guilty. But, well, I mean, that's what we're talking about. But he... It's, I think it's very assumed that he was definitely part of it. Yeah, exactly. Which is like, even if you could assume that Aaron yeah. Hernandez was a part of it, if there was no charges levied against him and he was, and the team, there's the thing, right? Like if the, if the head brass of a team is willing to still field a player, then the fans will go with it. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? Not only is Ray, you're right. That is a very good point. Because not only is Ray Lewis like forgiven, forgiven, forgotten about that stuff, but he has a statue outside Baltimore. Exactly. He's a fucking hero, dude. Yeah. And you know what? I honestly believe that he probably didn't have anything to do with it because he's so goddamn obsessed with football. He probably didn't have time to carry out any murder plots. Well, ironically, that is a better reasoning than he is when he said he's dressed too nicely to be murdering someone that night. <laughs> that also doesn't surprise me. <laughs> like, dude, he constantly brings it up. And then he says things like he said he literally said when I was in when I was at Baltimore, crime was down. Because we were winning, like basically implying that like people were watching football instead of committing crimes because the Ravens were so good. Dude, if I were you, I wouldn't mention anything about crime and you in Baltimore ever. Yeah, like he, yeah. it's like he got away with cheating on a test, and he's constantly talking about how good he did in this test. Yeah. He in fact, it. while I was taking the test, cheating statistics were down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I was dressed too nice, dude. Like, man, I, I. <laughs> I don't even know what the equivalent of that would be. My neck hurt that day. I couldn't be looking around other people's tests. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the day very vividly. Um, yeah, that, that's the original point. Fans will forget anything, man. Like you could. I, I what what has a guy done that would have be that would be so unforgivable? I mean, Ray Rice is a good example. I mean, Ray Rice when he hit his girlfriend or wife, like in the video, that was pretty bad. Yeah, Ray Rice was a good one. Mike Vick was another really big one. Mike um, Vick forgiven. And Mike Vick I, was he was he really forgiven though? Because I have more sympathy for Vick than I do those other guys because like he served his time in jail and came out and started like doing like yeah. the animal rights stuff. Right. Yeah. He actually sort of like tried to literally turn the leaf, right? And try to like turn from it. Like that's what the law and system is supposed to do. You yeah. pay for your crime and you tr- hopefully do better. And he I mean, I'm sure he had like PR people telling him to do that stuff, but he still did it. I mean Yeah. I agree. Um, how we talk? Oh, we're talking about well, he if he's a, if he plays in Cleveland. Anyways, Deshaun Watson. If he does get suspended, Cleveland has no quarterback, and honestly, it might be great because they could tank and then get a high pick and then have Deshaun Watson next year. Yeah, 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm really curious to see how other people feel about that. Like, it's amazing that they're talking about like the results already as if they are kind of seeing that there's not much weight to these accusations. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would, I mean, coming from a person who just said I would be more likely to defend him if there was no charges, I still totally think he's guilty of something and he probably did some like scummy shit. Well, the whole like giving the weight, giving her $5,000 and the, his jury, his, his, what's it called? Uh, attorney saying he did it because he's a nice guy. I don't really know if that's a great. Well, it's like, it's, there's so much shit involved in that. It's like, they'd have to prove that he got a sexual favor either through force or fear or like bribery. Yeah. Like through one of those motivations and that would condone sexual assault. But if he got like this sexual favor from a massage parlor that does that regularly and then tipped $5,000, I mean, that's not really a sexual assault. It might be a right. crime, but yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. There's not, there's, you can't really prove anything. It'd All be the, like, so it'd be like soliciting prostitution would be like his worst crime. <laughs> yeah. And they, you really can't find someone if you have no proof, although they did it for Brady to play gate, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Make proof, make proof guys. That's, that's what his lawyer should be tweeting right now. Just make proof. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Okay. So I got some other topics for you. Um, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we move on, what do you, what do you think? Okay, so you think that it'd be good for the Browns if they had no quarterback, tanked, got a good pick, and then got to keep him for next year? I mean, I think that's what would happen if they if he didn't. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were saying that that'd be like a really like an advantageous thing for them. No, I mean, I'm sure they'd rather have him play now, but also like, I mean, I guess that would be better because they'd have better people and they'd have a, just be a more painful wait. I feel like their team is actually like overall pretty decent now. I think that they'd want to have him now because after a shitty season, the players probably aren't going to want to stay if they don't have to. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they're probably better off having him now. Hot take. The Browns would be better with Deshaun Watson than they are without him. That's <laughs> the lukewarmest of takes ever. Um, um, okay. All right. What's your next topic, though? Let, let's uh, – uh, well, we can talk about a quick little uh, tennis update for all those watching. Uh, all of yeah. those who like tennis. Uh, I was bummed to hear about the Nadal pulling out again. Yes. Uh, that was unfortunate. Djokovic won today. No huge surprise. Um, the only question I want to talk about was Nadal withdrew, um, obviously, and they just didn't play the semis. What if Nadal had made the finals and then realized he couldn't play? Right. That's uh, we've talked about that before, haven't we? A walkover, like a walkover finals win. Yeah. Well, they, can you imagine not just the annoyance of it, but how much like commercials and like money they would lose from not having the finals? Right. Right. And yeah, it's huge. You think they would like knowing that stop the semifinals, like Djokovic playing that guy, and then just like say, okay, we're gonna have you wait two days and make you the new final. Right. Yeah. Make that semifinal the new final. Yeah. How bad would that feel for the other semifinalists that just had the shittiest, like, draws? Well, you feel bad for the guy who lost in a doll at right before Taylor Fritz. Yeah. Nadal clearly, like, played through a ton of pain to win that match, then, I mean, then withdraw. But you can't let that guy go on. Like, that would be also ridiculous. I know. I know, yeah. That, w- that would be pretty messed up. Um, I d- it's, I'm trying to think if there's any other sports that do something similar. 
And I really can't, I, I don't think there is one. I know that like in terms of like qualifying for a tournament, they would easily just be like, well, the next qualified person will just take that place. Yeah, they did that like the lucky loser thing. Yeah, but it's kind of like that's once you're that far, like once you're like in the round of 16 and up, I can't imagine a tournament actually doing that and still having any integrity. Like people would actually yeah. wouldn't take it seriously either way. But that's honestly, I don't like all the commercials and shit. Dude, you know that they have like insurance and stuff on that. Like they're like, we'll pay you this much if it airs. If not, then you don't get any money. So really Wimbledon or whatever tournament would be like the only loser. Yeah, that's a good point. And the people who bought tickets would just be annoyed, but whatever. Oh, um, yeah. That would be caught. That'd be like buying a concert ticket right before the singer gets strep throat. Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's that, a real thing that happened. That does happen. And Justin Bieber had to have his fa- face just, like, paralyzed, and he can, he can uh, tour. The only one I remember was, uh, what was that band? That's like a Christian 90s rock band, Creed. I remember their singer said something like he got strep throat. I don't know. Random random tangent. <laughs> random tangent off that tangent. Um, when, what is it that, like, I was, we were in the car, like, months ago, and I asked, um, what kind of car? Oh, that's the best part of the story. It just, <laughs> I can't tell you. Uh, no. Um, and I was asking, is Nickelback really that bad, or are they just, like, really popular to hate? Because I couldn't even think of a Nickelback song, and they played their most famous song, because they're definitely ones I've heard before. Dude, they're, like, one of the best-selling bands of all time. So why, what is it that made Nickelback, like, it made it, like, hip to hate on them? Oh, man. I feel like it's, to me, it's honestly pretty similar to Kanye West. <laughs> but people don't hate Kanye. Like, Kanye's, like... I hate Kanye. Well, I mean, Nickelback, when you think of Nickelback, it's, like, the people, like, will joke about them always, constantly, in a way where it's, like, you hate on them. Right, that's true. Like it became like it became like a meme. Like it was like before memes, that was the meme to just fucking rip on Nickelback whenever you could. Um yeah, so when did that when did that happen? I don't know. High school? <laughs> I'm trying to think of another thing that's like popular to sorry, I'm trying to send Joey a link. Oh, is he joining? He wants to be a guest caller. Oh fuck, dude. Maybe we can ask him. I wasn't ready. <laughs> Nickelback. I'll stand up. I got it. I got it. Um, Two of three in the call. He should be here any second. But no, okay. I I do. I know that like the. the, Hey, uh, guys. I just want to call in. uh, Hey, big big fan, big fan, long time listener, first time caller. I think I've listened to every episode, even the solo ones. And uh, I just got to say, you guys are doing a a great job here. and I'll take my question off the air. I'll just I'll just leave my question and I'll go. Um, hey, why uh, why do the Raiders suck so bad this year? And and what are they gonna do about it? Wait, we got a question for you as well. Uh, yeah. What what's what is it? What's okay? Have you heard of Nickelback the band? Have you? Oh, heard so of Nickelback? good. That's how you lead into the question. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, here's the question, sir. Here's the question, caller. Thanks for calling in, by the way. Um, Nickelback became famously. Oh, oh, hold on, I'm, I'm I'm down the river. I you can hear the water coming by. Are you from Minnesota? What's uh, what about Nickelback? Okay, what? Nickelback became very easy and popular to hate a while ago. 
Do you know why that is? And do you think that they're overall a good band or a crappy band? I think it's because uh, because Teddy became a fan of Nickelback, so everyone else had to not like him. And uh, I think they're I think they're okay. There's a lot of worse bands out there. <laughs> All right, we gotta All right, work on our. Hey. Hey, uh, you guys keep up uh, doing the good work. Thank All you, right. Caller. Thanks, Caller. Thanks, Caller. This is this sure. is Dale from Phoenix, by the way. All right, love you. Bye. Um, I, sorry, I was trying to ask him what he thought about them, and I was going to get him to be like, "Oh, they suck," and then I was going to call him out and say, "Why do they suck?" Name a song by them. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's He won't listen. Dale won't listen to this, so we'll. Dale, uh, yeah, Dale. Okay, do we have another caller on the line? We as our our screener has been fired after letting that guy through. Um, But I will answer his question. Why do the Raiders suck this year? Uh, I'm going to answer this too. I will answer that question by telling him. Wait, is he still on the call? What's going on here? It says he's in the waiting room. He's not on the call. Um, Dale clearly hasn't uh, tracked the offseason because he has no clue that the Raiders had Derek Carr took a pay cut to get a good receiver on the team. Big, that's a big team chemistry move. And this is me being real. There's something about that that probably really fires the guys up in the locker room. This guy is taking a cut to help us win. Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. And it just got him. I mean, yeah, I think he's for sure like top three, right? Like, I think it... Depends. Yeah. Are yeah. over um, the Packers, and I think the Packers might have offered him more money. I can't say for sure. I'll look that up. But doesn't that say something? If he wanted to play in Oakland, in Las Vegas with Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers, yeah, that would say something. Let me ask you something. He turned down more money from the Packers. That is, that is correct. Okay, let me first start by answering. I, I'm sorry. Do you have more to say about Dale's question? They have Hunter Renfro. They have that other guy, the other tight end who's really good, Darren Waller. Yeah. The Chiefs are going to be worse without Tyreek Hill. Um, the Chargers are the biggest threat. Uh, sorry, but Russell Wilson on the Broncos, like I just that that feels like Brett Favre from the Jets to me. Which, they start out really good, but they didn't make playoffs. Okay. Well, I'll, let me, uh, Dale, let me, let me give you a, I'm just going to be real. I'm just going to be even more real than Teddy was real. Uh, the Raiders suck because they're the Raiders. And the only thing they can do to change that is to change their actual team name and not the city that they're from. Commitment to suck. That's their motto for a reason. They suck. I literally, looking at their defense, I've only heard of one player, Chandler Jones. Well, I will counter that by saying I haven't heard of any defensive players. in the whole I league. will give them this. I will give them this. They do have a cornerback named Rocky Asin. That's one of the coolest names I've heard. So, I don't and know. I, I don't think that, the, like, I wouldn't bet on them, like, straight up. Like, obviously I did 
you know. The- <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't bet on them straight up, except for that one straight up bet that I did with multiple but, people. What I mean to say is, like, if I was going to put actual, like, big money on them, I'd want some kind of, like, odds. Like, I'm not just, if I wanted to bet on a team to win a division, I wouldn't, certainly wouldn't pick the Raiders over, like, the Buccaneers. But let me, let me, let me ask you this. <clears throat> what, uh, what place were they in the AFC West last year? Third. They were second last year. Second. Yep. They were ten and seven, just ahead of the Chargers, who were nine and eight. And actually, even then, not too far ahead of the Broncos, seven and ten. Let me let me tell you the scoring differential for the AFC West. The Kansas City Chiefs were plus one sixteen. The Chargers were plus fifteen. The Broncos were plus thirteen. What do you think the Raiders were? And don't look it up. Um, I'm afraid to say they're probably minus something. They were minus 65. How do they? Worse than the Steelers. And Ben Roethlisberger had famously one of the worst quarterback years ever from like a, a contending playoff team. All I remember about the Raiders last year is that they could have tied to screw the Steelers and they didn't. And I was really annoyed about that. I know. That would have been, actually, I, that would have been so perfect, really. They allowed 439 points last year. Well... Now they have Devontae Adams to play. There was only four teams that scored that allowed more points than them, and two of those four scored over 400 points themselves. Okay. I'm sorry, dude. The Raiders are not it. Why don't you and Dale have your own show then? Yeah. You know what? Maybe I'll move to Phoenix, and me and Dale can live by the river, because he obviously was by the river, clearly. Dale doesn't even know what time it is in Phoenix right now. Are they celebrating daylight savings time this time of year? No, Arizona abolished it, you idiot. Yeah, Dale wouldn't know that. You're right. Dale is a fraud. Also, he was holding a kid while he was talking. You know, I'm going to be honest. I feel like I'm looking for reasons to, like, prove my side of the bet that the Raiders are going to suck. And I was glad to see that their differential last year was bad. I did not know that beforehand. I didn't know that either. And I just can't believe it. You Uh, You know who had better? Let me just go over the teams that had a better scoring differential than them. Uh, The Cleveland Browns. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Miami Dolphins, and the Minnesota Vikings. Look, I'm not here to get more Raiders fanatics, but I, by the day, I am closer and closer to declaring them my new team when <laughs> you're, you're such an emperor. Can you imagine how <laughs> a much of a turn that would be? I go from a Brady Homer. To the franchise that probably hates Brady more than any franchise. Seriously, like, I think if any franchise, besides, like, I guess maybe the division rivals, like, I guess you could say, even then, actually, when did, nobody in the division really had anything going for them except for maybe the Jets for a couple years, but were they really going to win with Chad Pennington? No. Thom might say yes, but I would say no. Um, But, like, seriously, it's kind of funny to think about the, the franchises that the Patriots like really screwed were all the ones really not in the division. Like they really stopped the Raiders any momentum that they could have had. The Colts, I mean, even though the Colts got through a couple times, they stuffed what could have been Peyton Manning getting like four or five championships. Yeah. Like it's incredible. I don't know. And even like the Steelers could have had more if it wasn't for the Patriots. Yeah. Ravens, yeah. The Ravens beat the Patriots enough to where they probably didn't hate them this much. They probably loved beating them. Um, did you see Bart Scott? Is that, is that about this last time? No. Did he say something else? 
Yeah, Mart Scott said that a defense defensive players 100% of the time would rather plan for Brady than Manning. Which, like, you know, granted, like, that's something that might, you know, I guess theoretically Manning is harder schemes to, like, plan for. But, like, that is something you say in 2022, July, just to get, like, you got my, yeah. you got my, yeah. my annoyance. Yeah, that, that's your, that's your, like, man, what, what could I even say that? That's, like, um, God, that's, like, fucking Gary Payton being, like, you know what? It's 2030 right now, and I would 100% rather plan to play against Michael Jordan than LeBron James. 100%. Yeah. Because yeah. I hate Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, you know, like you're going to that just yeah, just get people stirred up. Yeah. Yeah, and it's obviously just like super it comes from a place of frustration too because obviously the Jets had to play them a lot more. Yeah. And and even if that's true, like who cares? That's I don't know. It's just some it's like and, and it's 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 believable, but it just makes you roll your eyes. Like no one's going to hear that and be like, "Oh, well, hold on a second. Maybe we'll throw Manning back yeah. in the goat conversation. Yeah, exactly. It'd be really funny to hear either Manning or Brady come out and say something like, oh, well, that's fine. We'd 100% rather play against the Jets than any other defense in the league. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, did, did you see – okay, some more football talk. Um, then I got some games for you. Um, so Tua – or my bad, uh, Tyreek Hill, the more he talks, the more I, I do kind of understand the – Chiefs being like, yeah, whatever, he's out of here. He has his podcast. Remember, obviously, he said that Tua was more accurate than um, Mahomes. Yeah. So today he said, um, remember that video that we showed on the on the chat of Tua underthrowing Tyreek Hill? Yeah, with the bomb. <laughs> yes. And he says that, well, first off, he said it's going to be a lot of people taking their words back when they said about Tua. Um, all those people are going to be taking their words back when they said about him. I'm going to be sitting there eating my popcorn. And he said the video, he said, I really believe they showed that clip of Tua underthrowing me just to get people talking because they know what Tua is capable of for real. <laughs> and then, but then, strangely enough, after hyping up Tua, he followed with, you know, in the NFL, they only give you two or three years to be a successful quarterback, especially for your first round pick. And if you don't succeed after those years, then it's kick rocks, man. So basically, they're going to put Tua into that. So this is basically his last year to show people what he's got. So he went from like, Hyping him up to being like, yeah, he's out of time. He's almost running out of time here. Yeah, he he almost sounds like a like just a like Dale calling and spouting off random fan stuff. Jesus, I bet he doesn't even know what daylight savings time <laughs> is in Arizona. Like <laughs> also underthrowing him on purpose. Like what? I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's always like. It's always so weird to hear like the players like chime back against media because the media like they obviously say things to sort of like get reactions from fans and then it's like the players will notice it and then they'll have to say something about it. Yeah. This is probably this is probably like Bill Belichick probably learned this after a couple of years and he's like, you know what, just don't even engage with them. Just talk yeah. about one thing and say that, nothing. Else. Like that was that worked very well for the Patriots. It's not giving content to people at all. Yeah, I mean, the only other successful strategy is always be positive and say something nice about the other team. <laughs> or or your competition, you know. Belichick did that. I wouldn't say nice, but... Um, yeah, I mean, like, how different would it be if, like, Tyreek went over to, you know, the Dolphins and he was like, 
Yeah, I mean, it was great to play with Mahomes. He's obviously a great quarterback, but I'm looking forward to the challenge and, and opportunity to learn with a new guy, and I believe in Tua. Like, that's all you got to say. I believe in him. Yeah. You don't have to say he's better. Just say, but, <laughs> like, what? Um, there's a story that came out yesterday that said the Browns reportedly viewed Baker Mayfield as childish and immature. I, th- I thought we heard that story a long time ago, though. We thought about him. That we knew that a well, while. They wanted an adult in the locker room. I mean, I don't know. I'm surprised people expect all these fucking 20 to 24-year-olds to be super mature anyway. Here's a story you probably haven't heard before. Dak Prescott said he's approaching training camp in the best shape of his life. What about, his, what about Zeke, though? <laughs> where's, the, where's the picture? Zeke has probably been getting, getting all the LBs of the offseason. Um, <laughs> Quote that- from Ezekiel Elliott. I've gained my quarterback's weight, and now I feel stronger than ever. (laughs) Um, Other training camp news, what did you think about the Zach Wilson thing? Oh, dude, that was hilarious. I mean, the memes you sent were hilarious, too. Yeah, Uh, that is uh, pretty funny to have that on board. That's, I guess, being a celebrity, man. I think what makes it so good is that he's, like, not even, like, a star quarterback. And and it's just it reminds me of like fucking like Blue Mountain State, <laughs> yeah. Like the quarterback from that show, like just suddenly appearing on a headline like, "Hey, this guy's long term girlfriend broke up with him." How many people care? Well, about four thousand, maybe. <laughs> For his mom's best friend. And it was like kind of funny because it was almost like a bragging headline kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's the, they were joking. The teammates are going to be like. Cheering him on. Yeah, like giving him pats on the back and everything. Like, hey. Oh, jeez. Oh, Kevin Durant demand. We want to talk about that at all? Do we care? Uh, hell yeah. Where do you? Uh, let's just. Um, how about we just talk about it in terms of. Uh, let's go hero and villain. You can be the villain. Where do you want to see him land to make the most villainous team? Golden State. That'd be so fucking funny. Do you think they'd want him back? Yeah, I think they'd take him back. Okay, I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to say he goes to... I actually don't even know. Okay. It, like, the, the fact... Didn't he, didn't he demand to go to, like, all of the playoff teams, basically? Like, the close contender yeah, playoff he teams? Yeah, he gave a list of his preferences. And, again, like, it's... He chose the two number one seeds, like Tommy pointed out. Like, it was just crazy. Yeah. Like, okay, the thing is, so he... Apparently, I, I obviously don't know him, but like enough reports about him, people who like talk with him. Basically, the story is that he wanted to be looked at as one of the best, and then he needed to win championships. But when he won them the Golden State, it was and he beat LeBron in the finals. People were still saying like, "Well, you joined this team. You didn't do it." Ironically, you didn't do it like LeBron. Where LeBron was once the guy. Oh, you didn't do it like Jordan. Now they're telling him you didn't. You know, create your team like LeBron. You joined an already great team. Yeah, and. So work if he goes to a number one seed, it's the same story. Like he has to go to a team. I mean, if he would have won in Brooklyn, that would have been quote how LeBron did it. But what can he do? How can he possibly go anywhere if he wants to be looked at as a winner? If I were him, like I, I think mean, you, you'd literally have to. I don't even think Dallas. I I don't think so because they have another star player there. I think you'd have to go somewhere where, like, let's say the star player is like a center or power forward that 
doesn't score points. Like that's not like the why they're a star. Like somewhere like literally, and I'm not just saying this because I'm here because I don't even care about basketball. Like the Nuggets, right? They have Jokic. That's their star. But if he went there, he would immediately be like the superstar. Yeah. So I don't know how many other teams in the NBA are like that, but that would I think that's like the formula he's looking for where he would get like 80% of the credit, <laughs> you know? I think like for that, it's going to be tough. If he's wanted to do pure anarchy, then he should go to Golden State and they could rattle off a few more championships and he'll, uh, you know, have one of the most he'll – never, he'll never be the greatest of all time, but, I mean, whatever. He has lots of championships. Yeah. I want to see him go to the Lakers. That would be more anarchy. I don't think that'd be as villainous as uh, as Golden State. Say, I think that'd be a very interesting story for them. I feel like the only reason people like don't see that like move to Golden State as being like, and I say why people in general, as in like people not fans of Golden State already, and like that live elsewhere, why people wouldn't see that as like a villainous move is because Golden State's players are so likable, with the exception of. Fucking Draymond Green. <laughs> Dude, they're being very annoying in their parade, talking about all the teams that doubted them. Like, they had the fourth most odds to win the championship this year, and they constantly talk about all these people who counted them out and things like that. What is it What is it with, like, Kevin Garnett and people like that talking about people doubting them? Like, yes, they were doubted while Clay Thompson was out. Like, yeah. yeah. But when he came back, people, like... I mean... I don't know. It's It's like... I completely see, I agree with you 100%. It's like, you're the, like, what were they, the fourth seed or something like that? Yeah. Something, yeah. You know, and then it's like, they had injury issues and stuff like that. It wasn't like people were saying that, like, all of a sudden the players weren't good, but they were saying they weren't, you know, in their peak form. Yeah. Consistency wasn't there. Like, those are totally reasonable analyst things. Now, you know what I would respect, though, is in a parade just being like, just goes to show you why ESPN analysts are overpaid because they don't do much more than any average Joe could do just from looking up stats. I would respect that. Say that. <laughs> ESPN, as they're hosting the parade. Um, but yeah. Fuck them. They're yeah. still going to host it because it's going to get them ratings. That's true. Like the curious thing. Can be exactly. Uh, exactly. But curious I, is a douche. I, I hate that guy. He's a douche, but he's great for the sport. Yeah. Um, I okay, so to in in the Golden State's defense, like Brady is the same thing. I remember when they won when they beat the Rams, like en route to that championship, they'd beaten the Chargers in the divisional round pretty badly. And Brady was like kind of spouting off in the in the post game how like, you know, everyone thinks we suck and you know, we're still around, things like that. So they all do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I mean, I guess it's like a competitive thing, you know, when you feel doubted by people. And then you prove them wrong. You want to like spit it back in their face. Nobody gets hard not to. But telling you, hey, you're expected to win. But it is also kind of different to do in a parade where you're already celebrating the win like a day later. <laughs> like, okay, nobody's doubting you anymore. Like, fine, you're good. But if they got, if they got, uh, yeah, Durant back, I think it would be a great story for basketball, and it would be really fun to watch that team again. Um, be rooting against them. So. Did we uh, – is that the only basketball topic we want to touch on? Um, Kyrie Irving, it was like maybe going to the um, Lakers. Yeah, I heard that he was thinking about rejoining LeBron. Um, the problem is the trade with Westbrook. Westbrook is like – this is terrible. $41 million committed to his name. They want to trade him, but like it's negative value. Oh, yeah, I think your volume's getting a little lower. Uh, 
How about now? Is it better? Yeah, that's better. Westbrook is like he has forty-one million this year attached to him. He is negative value. Trading him, he's the big problem. Yeah, I mean, it's like as if you're trying to sell your house, but they're like literally was like like growing mold in your house. That you're like you cannot get rid of. You know what I would actually kind of love to see as as someone that really doesn't follow it that closely, Westbrook and Durant joining forces again to try to like reclaim what they had together. They were, I mean, they were, they were good when they were together. You know who I think would want that even less than most people is Westbrook and Durant themselves. Yeah, no, I, but you know what? That would be like, that's the anime arc right there, dude. They have to like learn how to, how to play through their hate for each other and play for the team, you know? (laughs) Okay. That is a scenario in which I would root for both of them. Yeah, like, and it'd be really cool if there was like a documentary following them each day. <laughs> to go back to the Thunder and play with Chet Holmgren. Yeah, Dude, I'm sorry, I cannot mention him without talking about how outrageously skinny he is. <laughs> is that that super lanky guy that you sent a picture of before? Yes, he is like freakishly skinny. Yeah, like honestly, Durant was like that when he came in the league too. He, no, Durant was not as bad as this guy. Dude, this guy, remember that guy, that Louisville player who jumped and as he landed, his foot broke and his bone was sticking out of his leg? Yeah. That looks like it might happen to Chad Homer every single time he touches down on the ground. Every time he walks somewhere. Yeah, it takes a step and, like, you better, better not walk backwards or else that thing's coming out of the back of his knee. Like, hey, hey, Chet, the elevator's over there. No stairs for you, buddy. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to have an overweight Zion or underweight Chen What's more dangerous for your body? Probably the overweight, but... It's actually yeah. hilarious that he's on the Thunder, too. I swear he looks almost the exact same body type as Kevin Durant did when he came in the league. I'm telling you. Well, Kevin Durant infamously couldn't put up 185, but that probably... Jet Holmgren probably can't either. Oh, he could put up 185 points, though, in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like... It's... Just, it's mind-blowing how skinny he is yeah i mean what's his weight actually i I didn't look that up i think he's like 185 or something which means nothing unless you know he's like seven feet tall it means everything right right uh yeah seven foot 195 but like you said yeah that's pretty skinny always add like weight on there yeah right yeah he's probably actually closer to 185 like you said um so five pounds per inch. He's seven feet tall. Yeah, seven feet. Well, Compared to Shaq, who is about seven one three hundred his whole career. Seventeen inches taller than me. Five inches per. So five seventeen. That'd be like me weighing a hundred pounds. That is skinnier than I was when I was at Whittier. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. Do you think that like? Like, obviously, there's, like, a proportion for, like, how much you can push around other weight. Like, like for instance, Shaq being 300 pounds versus, let's say, this guy. Just Let's just give him a benefit of the doubt. Just sub 200, right? Yeah. Okay, that's a 100-pound difference. Obviously, it's going to – Shaq's going to be able to push him around. But do you think the amount he can push him around is the same as you or I pushing someone around that's 100 pounds less than us? <laughs> like, could I push around a fucking 70-pound kid? Harder than Shaq could push this guy around. I wonder if it's the same. I mean, but that's crazy. That is that's the same. You playing some seven some seventy pound kid. 
That is absolutely crazy. I mean, like, I don't care how tall a kid is if they're only like 70 pounds or whatever, or like, you know, your weight minus 100, whatever it is. I don't feel like any of us would, would feel threatened by that at all. We would just put one hand out and hold them there. <laughs> Dude, it'd be like when you have, like, he's like a very tall Jenga tower when it starts like leaning over and toppling <laughs> out and just crush it. And like, if Shaq boxed him out aggressively, He'd probably go flying to the half court line. Like, Dude, just, you know, that's so funny. I can honestly picture and hear Shaq saying he's like a really tall Jenga tower. All I have to do is pick the right piece, and he crumbles under my weight. <laughs> <laughs> you prefer that game, Shaq Jenga? I love that game. <laughs> Here's the thing about Jenga: I was never very good at it. The pieces always fell over, just like Chet, just like Jenga Holmgren. <laughs> and then Barkley would say something. That's why you ain't got no rings, Chuck. <laughs> you never played Jenga, Chuck. That's why you ain't got no rings. Should should this be our whole podcast now? We just do Shaq and Chuck impressions the whole time. Oh my god! All right, that's fucking hilarious. I did want to say though, we we talked, we mentioned Curios, but we didn't even talk about Djokovic beating him. Um. Yeah, the match was decent. I mean, it was, it was all right. It, I watched the whole thing. Um, there was as much. Uh, Curious excitement I was, I was hoping for. He was actually decent, respectful for most of the match. Yeah. By curious. Well, yeah, he was probably surprised to find himself in a final. He was doing a lot of talking to himself and yelling and yelling at his press box. Even though he's not a coach. Like, curious is a thing where he like hits the ball in the net and starts going crazy as if like he I don't know who he's yelling at his alter ego that hit the ball in the net. Like, it's all on you, man. You're the one who did yeah. it. He literally reminds me of like the fucking anti-rotic. I, it's just like, because Roddick always used to like say he he would just say extra things, you know. He would he would go the extra mile to sort of like be eccentric on the court and all that stuff. Kyrgios does the same kind of things, but he just does it in a way that's all about like I'm the fucking alpha male around here. <laughs> like with his tattoos and his hat and his look and his haircut, he looks like a creative player, tennis player, like that you would make. <laughs> <laughs> like here uh, in like whatever tennis game, just yeah. like fucking look super like crazy and outlandish. I think again, oh I do think he's great for the sport. I don't think it's great if he ended up assaulting his ex girlfriend. God, he looks like I, if I created him in a game, I'd call him fucking Dale from Phoenix. <laughs> he reminds me of that guy uh, Xerxes from Three Hundred. Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, the match was pretty good. But I was just disappointed we didn't see the doll. Yeah. Does a walkover win against a top-ranked player count for his ratings? It counts for – well, it would count for points if they got points for Wimbledon this year, but they don't. Oh, gotcha. So, like, just being in the final would get him the points no matter he gets, what. Anyway. He gets the final prize money and the final ranking points. Yeah. Points. Um, but uh, it doesn't count for a win against a top player, if that makes sense. Yeah. I – he seems like the kind of guy that would come out one time and have like one of those little propellers on his hat. Yeah. And like just to like fuck with his opponent, just like between every serve, just you know, do this and twiddle he's, it. He plays so emotionally that like I can I can't imagine him winning a grand slam because I can't imagine him stringing together seven emotionally stable matches. And yeah. he, even like he got five, not six, but he got five. I mean, I don't even think it's the fact that he plays emotionally, Nadal plays really emotionally. It's just that his emotions like He's, yeah, on the, he's on the dark side. His emotions are fueled yeah. with anger and fear. 
Well, it was like a weird switching between the two. Nadal, obviously, he's a Jedi. Nadal yeah. uses emotions to pump himself up. You never see Nadal like negatively, like no. And it's and it's you can kind of see it's one of those crazy things where when you watch him and he like knows he's gonna lose, he's he just kind of does this like tilts his head to the side, like ah, dang it, wasn't my day. Like that's literally like the most angry you see him get. Nadal, you know what Nadal does when he loses? Starts calling trainers, so he has an excuse for why he loses. Yeah, that's very true too. His that's, knees are always bad. That's one of those things that I've really overlooked as an adult fan. How annoying it is! How every time he loses, like an injury report will come out like the next week that he like tore or something or other. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's probably true, but it's probably also true for like a ton of these top pros that are just yeah all the time. Yeah. Um, I I so annoy that like they always refer. The non-tennis fans will hate this, so we won't talk about this much longer. But it still annoys me that people refer to the big four, including Murray. It's ridiculous. Murray has Murray had as many championships as Wawrinka. Yeah, Wawrinka was better too. And Wawrinka got them in a smaller span. Like yeah, well, Murray getting getting big four credit is like, I mean, I I can't even think of a football analogy. Uh, it'd be like oh my god it's literally fucking curtis from high school all over again it'd be like <sighs> yeah Chris, what if dude, it'd be like the chargers it'd be like ladanian tomlinson being like yeah back in our day it was either you had to go through the patriots with brady the colts with manning or the chargers with me like it'd be like including them as like the big three teams in the afc or something yeah like he, just... won, he did win a few majors but like he he almost had a career grand slam because he just happened to win like something like no 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 well, Rinka had more my bad Murray never won a U.S. Open but um or he never won he won a more whatever he never won a French he never won something else but um that and uh, I was gonna say um dude I just had in mind he I, he's just always there by default. Yeah, it's literally just like the drop off from three to four was so big. Why have a big four? Yeah. And they, they literally only did it because they wanted to hype up both semifinals when it did happen, like which was only a couple times that that happened where the top four ranked were in the semifinals. And every time it wasn't hype. Like, dude, Murray never – I don't – I can't remember one Murray match that was like really great like some of these other ones, like the Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal ones. I don't know if Murray's ever beaten Nadal more than once in a Grand Slam. I'll look it up. I doubt that he has. I doubt that he's beaten a doll even more than five times, period, in any tournaments. I'll look it up. Sorry, non-tennis fans, but this is this is aggravating. It's literally like, uh, man, we got to think of more analogies Dude, for I this. just had one, and I freaking forgot it. All right, what about, like, pitching rotations? This is one that people can get behind. You know how teams have, like, a, a – let's say you have your Tim Hudson and Barry Zito uh, – A's team again, right? Like, remember when they were on the team together? And they, who was their third? Uh, Tim Hudson, Barry Zito, and um, those, those two just Mark Mulder. Yeah, and and let's say that they were all like in their primes, right? That's obviously like a clear big three. And then you had like just some fucking four point five ERA pitcher that was fourth in the lineup, and he's like, yeah, the big four, we're gonna come out this year and smash them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Murray beat Nadal twice in a grand slam. One time Nadal retired during it. 
Um, of course he did. As like right on the fucking nose. Of course he did. Nadal <laughs> has a walkover loss in all four Grand Slams, um, which is a little disturbing. He's very injury prone. Um, yeah, I just the big four uh, concept is. Uh, I, I really did have a great example, and I completely lost it. But obviously, the fans get it. I'm the sorry. I talked over your example, man. I like the Chargers one. Stupid. I like the Chargers one a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's almost getting to that point where they talk about... Oh, I, okay, I know what it was. But I'll save it. Um, it's almost getting to that point where they talk about the Breeze-Brady-Manning uh, era. And I almost think, like, Breeze is kind of like a... Like, you know... Once- it's just different. Yeah, it's different. And, and it's like, how do you include Breeze but not Rodgers? <laughs> yeah, I, I think... In a weird way, I think Rogers one championship is better than Breeze's one championship. I don't know. It's I, just it's like you said. It's like why even go from two to three though? Why just would you? Okay, why would you call it the? I, I get the extended dominance, but why would you call it the Brady? And I don't. A lot of people don't call it this. But why would you call it like the the Brady Manning Breeze? And people often no one says Roethlisberger era typically. No one says yeah. Eli Manning. You know, it's always uh, for some reason. Maybe I'm just completely wrong about this, but I feel like people also oftentimes say Breeze, Brady, and Manning. Because yeah. Breeze has the records of – he had the record of most passing touchdowns. Right, right, right. He, um, was, he was like a prolific quarterback for sure. It was I, just, I, have a good, I have a good example that I was going to talk about for the, the other one. Dude, do it because my balls are so blue and my penis can only get so erect. People used to always group together the Diva wide receivers, and it would be the Randy Moss, T.O., and Ocho Cinco. And, dude, Ocho Cinco has no part being in the conversation. I remember those being the three, like, deep wide receivers who were also really good. And um, Chad Johnson might be one of the most overrated receivers. Yeah, he was – honestly, Beckham Jr. is going down that same path, too. Oh, they were talking about the radio. Beckham Jr. has lived off that one catch. Yes. For, for sure, dude. Half a decade. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think it's been that long. Yeah, it was in 2015 or 14. I mean, the dude was obviously fucking talented up the wazoo. It wasn't just that one catch. People could see how good he was. But just like Chad Johnson or Chad Ochocinco, for some reason, that just did not remain the case. I don't know. Maybe teams just defended them differently or what, but... He got injured a lot. Um, And he... I mean, I guess he won a championship last year, but he had a good... I say, on behalf of all the fans, though, how disappointing that analogy was for the (laughs) buildup. I thought there's one I'm forgetting. I yeah. still have blue balls. I'm like waiting. I'm like so hungry right now. <laughs> Who are the biggest diva receivers right now? I think, I think we gotta. Get, I think we gotta wait till we hit another like, I, maybe even not a sport. Maybe a different like real life analogy. It's like someone comparing like Nickelback and Creed <laughs> with another band like Pod. Pod just doesn't belong in that conversation. <laughs> What does that POD stand for? It's like uh, wasn't there a pedal? Pay, no, it's payable on death or something. It was another Christian band. They're Christian. Yeah, yeah. It was called payable. On death. Yeah, payable on death. I think that's literally like it's something from the Bible. I'm I'm not sure, but I don't. I'm uh, the, the analogy will come to us when it's time. Okay. Well, I've got I've got some games for you. Hot topic. First of all. These are things I heard on the radio. Is Joey Chestnut an athlete? Mm. 
His defense is that he um, trains before a big match with like an athlete, and he's sponsored. And some people say it's not long ago that golfers weren't considered athletes. I would say no, though. I would say, sure, you can be an athlete. You can get a scholarship to a college, but you're not athletic. <laughs> All right, I'll buy that. Okay, now, obviously, like, in football and basketball, like, in baseball, any big sport, hockey, we'll throw it in for Sean, and tennis, throw it in for me. If, uh, if you're good at a sport, like, put it this way, there's not many, like, greatest of all time quarterbacks or running backs or uh, hockey forwards that are on their couch watching thinking like, man, if I got out there, I'd dominate. But I wonder sometimes if there are people that like could just beat Joey Chestnut if they really wanted to. I don't know. I remember reading something about like how they have to like literally stretch their stomach beforehand, but it's, it doesn't seem to me like it just, I don't know, man. Like, have you heard of that? Um, there's a term for it. They call it like the swimmer's body illusion or something like that. Have you heard of that? No. It's kind of like this idea, and it's not just for swimming. I think basketball is probably the easiest sport to really see it in, where <clears throat> people don't like turn into their body types because they want to be good at something. Like, people don't become like you don't get a swimmer's body by trying to be a great swimmer all the time. Great swimmers have those bodies and they become swimmers because they're just naturally really good at it. Just like basketball players, like think about how someone really tall, but like also quick, they have like the natural abilities to be really good at basketball. If you get enough people that are like that in general, a good portion of them are going to continue playing basketball because they excel at it, right? Like you're just going to continue doing things that you're good at naturally because they come easier to you and you can feel good about yourself. I think of someone like Joey Chestnut and I'm like, one day this guy just went into a fucking pizza place and he was like, I'll do that challenge on the wall. I'll eat the triple XL pizza and get my free t-shirt. And he was like, damn, I, I'm really good at this. I'm going to go puke and do it again. You know? And like, I think he just found that out along the way. And I guarantee there's other people that could do that. Yeah. So like, there's no one like on their couch watching Olympics saying like, Oh, I'm faster than Usain Bolt. Right. But right. there's probably people watching these hot dog contests that like, dude, I could do that if I had, you know, the want. First of all. Well, the problem with that logic is all the people that are faster than Usain Bolt don't have TVs. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, the, uh, the, like, I also think that competitive eating is very, like, just a stupid thing to glorify. It is. It is really stupid. And it's like, why even have, I mean, I can't really argue against it, though. I think that, like, because... I think about like how people argue that esports isn't really sports. I wouldn't call them like athletes because I think that that term is just too broad now. But I think that esports are sports. Um, I think there's competition in them, just like there could be in like you know chess and cheerleading and all these other things that maybe I don't really care about, but they other people do. And some people might care about competitive eating, but yeah, like the the bar for entry has to be so much lower than like other sports. Don't brag about it. Like, come on. I'm pretty sure, like, those competitions that he goes to, I don't know how many, like, let's say there's 20 of them lined up eating. How many do you think of, like, are actually, like, real competitors? Maybe a couple? And the rest of them are there for fun or, like, on a dare from their friends? Like, I don't know what it takes. I forget to qualify, but, like, 
I don't know how the route goes to qualify. Also, people that are there in person, too. Dude, qualify? What? I mean, what are we talking about? Are you saying that, like, each region gets a qualifier? And, like, if I go to, like, Montana, I could eat 16 hot dogs? No, there's, like, a, there's like a major league eating circuit. Oh, my God. See, it's, it's stupid, but, like, some. I mean, I don't think these people are making money except for Joey Chestnut. Or that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm corrected then. Yeah, he's definitely an athlete. And uh, sadly for all of us, the bar for athleticism just went down the ton. I would say he's an athlete. I would, I would not. I, I don't know. I would have more respect for – golfers are more athletic than him for sure. Yeah, I guess there just has to – there's just no better word right now. He's a competitor. Let's just say that he's a competitor. Sport a long time ago. Anybody could say they train for something. Someone could be like, you know, I really practiced before I gave this presentation at work. I'm an athlete. <laughs> you know what? They were talking on the same radio show. They then started talking about wrestling, and I thought it was funny because I would consider Joey Chestnut more of an athlete than a professional wrestler. You mean like entertainment wrestlers? What do you mean? Yeah, entertainment, like WWE. Oh, okay, right. I mean, they're yeah, those are like uh, He's closer to an athlete, and they're closer to an actor. Yeah, I was gonna say they're more of like the stunt, you know, yeah. people, stunt actors. I can't think of the actual term. Someone, someone chime in in the chat. Let us know. Um, that I don't know, man. This is really grinding my gears because I just don't have a better term. He's a competitor. He's not an athlete. That is a term. Um, I have more questions if you're ready to move on. God, please do. My brain is frazzled right now. All right. This is a random one that somebody was talking about. Doug is Cam Newton a Hall of Famer? No, absolutely not. Won MVP, and he made a Super Bowl. I don't care. Oh, I don't think he is either. I think that, I think um, more worthy. Who's more worthy of an MVP of a Hall of Fame? Joe Flacco or Nick Foles? Or my bad, uh, Cam Newton or Nick Foles? I was going to say Joe Flacco. But either one of those. Um, probably Cam Newton, but neither one of them should be. This is, dude. I've griped about this my whole life. The Hall of Fame is like losing its credibility. They let so many people in. Yeah. Like, it, it's unsustainable. You're going to, like, imagine going there in 30 years going to be like, oh, this is the hall of 3,000 football players that are all Hall of Famers. And you're going to just, you're going to, what you're going to do is you're going to go to the Patriots from via 2000 to 2030, and you're going to be like, oh, I, I recognize a lot of these names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think Cam is a Hall of Famer. I don't think it's even close. I, they were talking about it, and I, I mean, winning MVP doesn't mean much because right now, like, I don't think Sean Alexander is a Hall of Famer. No, I agree. I totally agree. LT is probably. LT is, yeah. And uh, it's, it's, I mean, like, it has to be about sustained, like, greatness, right? Like, and Kurt Warner in the Hall of Fame? Um, I'll look it up. Yeah, I think so. I think that there's sometimes where the exceptions are made for people that are like, like, for instance, um, uh, what's his name? Ted Williams, right? Like, he went to the military. He went to war and died and stuff like that. But, like, I don't know how long his career was before that. But let's just say, for instance, it wasn't that long. I would still make that a good exception. And he Pat, should be a Hall of Famer. Pat Tillman Hall of Fame? I don't know. But I know his, you know, his jersey's retired and everything. So that's still, like, an honor he gets. Yeah. And those are, I mean, those, I'm not against those. I'm just saying that those are the exceptions that should be made. Not the ones where it's like, man, this guy really made, he filled this, he filled the stands that year. <laughs> Uh, to answer, Kurt Warner is in the Hall of Fame. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, but winning MVP doesn't put you like. No, you had a great season, but um, I, I just can't imagine Camden being a Hall of Fame. Also, like a lot of his like a lot of the drama around him, like okay, it's not fair, but his his social media presence annoys me to the enough where I'd be like, wait, do Hall of Famers get to like put like a quote, like a yearbook quote when they go in there? Because that'd be so funny to see him write something like below his like statue. <laughs> I wonder if he still does that. I'll check it. I don't even know if he's a team right now. Um, and like the remember he got in trouble with the woman thing. Yeah. So that the, that does bring up a good point though. Do you think that Hall of Fame should include outside like extracurricular stuff, like outside sports stuff? Like, do you have to be a good person and a good player to be in the Hall of Fame? Um. I personally would say yes. And maybe I've, maybe I've said otherwise in the past, but I think it should. Or, like, at the very least, should there be, like, a, a bar minimum? Like, you can't be a shitty person <laughs> and be in the Hall of Fame. I think that you are representing it not just your skill, but how you are, like... It's tough because you want to appreciate someone, like, I, you know... Like, you want to appreciate Tiger Woods for being a great golfer, not for, you know, his infidelities... Like, it shouldn't matter. But also, like, yeah. uh, you know, I understand MLB keeping Kurt Schilling out when he was, like, condoning the capital rights, things like that. Right, right. And it's, it's almost to the point where, like, sometimes it's like an equilibrium thing. It, your greatness has to be so high. Like, Tiger Woods is just so great that yeah. he actually has more leeway in terms of his social life as long as he like literally doesn't like condone terrorism or go play in the arab league (laughs) so yeah so and like you're right about that and also like for somebody who says your off the field stuff should have nothing to do with your with your hall of fame status i'd say okay well are you gonna put oj simpson hall of fame then yeah exactly they say yes like really that's the guy you want representing your like yeah it, it matters to a point yes uh Update, Cam Newton is still typing in a very strange way. What does it say? We all have to know. Uh, happy birthday, a lot of emojis. Happy birthday, King Midas. Uh, it's his son. Not, not the actual king. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that clarification. I would not be surprised also if his son's legal name was King Midas. <laughs> I wonder what it is. I wonder if I can check it. Um... All these people commenting happy birthday. Who are these fans who are commenting happy birthday on this guy's, the celebrity's son's birthday? Like, right? Like his son's also a celebrity now? Just. <laughs> the, so the, the King Midas was four days ago. He also wished happy birthday to King Caesar four days ago. Wow. Um, which is his other kid. Um, different age, coincidentally born the same day. Um, these days I'm feeling holy, walking into my purpose with love, called me Moses, the leader of the new school. What? Right. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You're right. He can't be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care if he won five MVPs. We can't allow it. Yeah, Moses. Um, okay. Next one was, uh... Dude, you have so many topics prepared. I fucking love it. I got, I got a couple more big questions. Okay. Do you remember when um, no. LeBron – this is a pretty easy one. Well, in my opinion. Okay, LeBron uh, had these crazy stats, and they lost to the uh, 
Lost to the Warriors. It was in 2015. The Warriors won their first championship. They won in six. It was like when Matthew Dellavedova was like kind of doing some stuff, and Irving got hurt game one. So it was basically LeBron and Kevin Love. Yeah. Um, LeBron had a fantastic series. I can't tell you what his stats are. It's probably his best final stats ever, though. And they didn't give him the MVP. They gave the MVP to the winning team. It was, but no one really had a great. They gave it to Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala, yeah, sixteen. I'm looking at it now. Sixteen points per game, five point eight rebounds, four assists. Can you look at LeBron stats? Because Andre Iguodala was also the guy in charge of guarding LeBron. Right, right, and that was the series where didn't LeBron have like a big block against him, or was that a different one? That was that. That was the next year when they won. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, let me see. Is this? Yeah, this is just for the finals. Um, 2015. Mm-hmm. I'm right here. Uh, LeBron James averaged. Why is that not per game? Not... He played 274 minutes. Yeah, he like, he barely even like didn't even like he was on the court almost the entire time. Let's see if I can find this. 2015 final stats. Here it is. Uh, he averaged. 35.8 points, 13.13 rebounds. Jesus. Yeah, he almost averaged a triple-double. Yeah. And the guy in charge of guarding with the MVP. His minutes played was f- almost 46 out of 48 minutes. He so, literally didn't even take breaks. Yeah. So he um, had finals. Um, how do you want – okay, let's say he won the MVP because he honestly probably was the most valuable player on the court of that series. Would you rather be the MVP of – Team or a bench player on the winning team? Um, I'd rather be a bench player on the winning team. <laughs> Give me that ring. I agree. I and I think it's a very bad mindset to like be the guy who's like, "Well, I did everything I can, and I was the best, and my team let me down." Like that. That's like Andre with the Call of Duty team. Yeah, I mean, as much as like, because <clears throat> we could sit here and be like, obviously his. Stat line points, rebounds, assists was incredible, but he was shooting below 40% from the field. Obviously, he had a lot of free throws too, but he took 196 shots out of the team's 511 total. You could yeah. also argue that his player efficiency rating, I don't see it here, but it probably wasn't his best. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather be part of a winning organization and be a smaller role player. Then yeah. to be the losing organization and be the number one guy. Oh, I yeah. I mean, you. Yeah, 100%. I feel like Andre Iguodala, even if he didn't win MVP that year, he probably had so much recognition from Golden State fans that he was just, he could walk around the town and just be like a hero. And even yeah. the Kings, when they didn't even win a championship, people would recognize like everybody on their team. Bobby Jackson, Doug Christie, all those players were like just like really well liked people. So yeah, I agree. I'd rather just be a role player and do my part and win. What if what goes even further? Would you rather okay, okay? Would you rather be a role player or a, a MVP loser, or the guy on the winning team who they won despite? <laughs> like the guy, the guy that shot, you know, thirty percent and like almost lost it for him. Yeah, like imagine a kicker who you miss a field goal, so they had to go to overtime and they won the game in overtime. 
Right. Oh, man. I think so. <sighs> I, I mean, I would still always just choose to be part of the winning team. Yeah, because you probably did something at some point in the season that helped them get there. Yeah, yeah, you would just justify, like, you would do that ego mind trick where you're just like, I justify this somehow because of, they wouldn't even be here if I didn't make that one field goal. <laughs> that would be rough to be the guy who, like, I'm trying to think of it. Is there an example of a player you can think about that who they won despite, even though he tried? Actually, I can think of one. Um, the closer on the Diamondbacks in 2001 when they beat the Yankees. Is wow. it? Byung Hyung Kim, I'll look him up. Oh, dude. Wow, your memory is a lockbox, isn't it? Look at this. crazy. Well, I, I got to see, like, did he blow multiple saves, or was it just yeah, the one game? Yeah, he blew two saves in that series. And Yankees won both games. But you know what, though? Even that, Even right now, I'm already playing the ego defense trick with him. Their original closer was injured. He was trying to step up and fill in that gap. Was he? Yeah, it says Matt Mante opened the season but was on the disabled list. I'd just be like, I'm here to, to save the season. You know, he, he was their fucking savior, Teddy. Come on, man. Yeah, okay, sorry. They didn't lose. He gave up consecutive ninth inning leads in both game four and game seven. His ERA in the World Series was. Wait, no, that's. Let me see his ERA in the World Series. But that is a really good one, though. Like, it, like, cause that talk about the blow. Like, I mean, you get a credit for a save, right? But you also blown save is a stat that they keep track of. To be the person that blows a save and then your team still wins, like after they sub you out, kind of thing. Yeah, that's it's, so tough. Let me find his uh, his uh, ERA in that series. Probably not very good. It's, oh, here is World Series stats. His ERA in the World Series was uh, 13.5. Not the greatest. <laughs> That's incredible, actually. Uh, I can't believe they still won. Yeah, no saves. <clears throat> um, I can't think of any off the top of my head in football. Um, I think your, your analogy, like the kicker, is a good one because that's like the one – position kind of thing yeah um was there any like dropped catches that could have like won a game or something like that i know there's got to be some um well Wes welker dropped one that could have won the game but they didn't end up winning <laughs> so really yeah but that one's really easy to say because Wes welker was always a big part of their offense anyway yeah so yeah that's pretty easy to justify but Man, if you're like a bench player, you come in for one play and you blow it, and then your team still wins, <laughs> you'd feel like such an idiot. It'd be like a cornerback getting burnt, and then the team goes back and wins anyways. Like that probably happened when the Steelers beat the Cardinals. I'm sure some cornerback got burnt, that or some safety got blown by with Fitzgerald, whether yeah. it was him all over or not. Like, didn't he score like a super long fucking slant touchdown in that game? One and like ran all the way on the field. Um. I can't remember. Uh, can't remember any Patriot ones that ended up with like some guy blowing a like blowing a play and still winning. Um, I can definitely. I, think, I, I don't know. Honestly, I think to just think about the question, it depends on the position in basketball. Since every player is sort of just responsible for like scoring and defending pretty equally, just you know, get your guy and do your best. 
about I would always I would always rather be the I would always rather be the guy that blows it, but their team still wins. But in a in a sport like baseball or football, where like you have different positions that are responsible for one thing, you can be a kicker, you can be a closer, like you have one fucking job to do, literally. We, that would suck. We uh, I can't remember the exact sequence of it, but for listeners, we went to Joey's homecoming game of Rio versus Bella Vista. And this guy, Nick Dorsett, who I knew from basketball camp, it's kind of a loser. Sorry if you're listening. The Bella Vista scored a touchdown to tie the game at the end of it and win their homecoming game at Bella Vista. And he missed the extra point. So they went to overtime. <laughs> and then I think Rio scored first and got the extra point. And then Bella Vista scored a tie and he missed the extra point to tie it. <laughs> and they lost the game. <laughs> And I remember thinking, dude, that kid's life is going to suck next week in the locker room and school. Like, dude, you know that he probably just like didn't even keep playing. He probably didn't. He just quit. <laughs> and that was probably the best choice he made that week. Not because I can't get extra points, but I remember they just like were like line drives, not even reaching the goal height. <laughs> like they weren't even close. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that is so funny! I didn't Chaz kick extra points for San Juan for a little bit. Yeah, and then Curtis said they were trying to get him too. It never happened. What a coincidence! Yeah, of course. Well, you know who actually did was that kid Justin, uh, the kid who dated Jody. He was good at soccer. Can't remember his name. Oh yeah, yeah, I know Justin. Just Justin. Yeah. Justin. Justin Kime before he tore his ACLs. Um. This is the alternate universe, Justin, who's actually good at sports. <laughs> you know, I bet you, Sean, and Sean, I would love for you to chime in in the chat. I would like to hear of a hockey example. There's got to be some hockey, like, where a goalie just gave up goal after goal with a team one, despite this guy's, like, shitty goalkeeping. Right. Um, right. I mean, it's not a great example. Brady threw in the undefeated season, like, the week before they lost the Giants. Brady threw three interceptions against the Chargers, which is not great. Uh, have, have you seen – I was looking at this thing on Reddit the other day. I wonder if I could find it again. It was like the most unbelievable stat lines in like a win for NFL. Oh, no. I would be very curious to see that. I mean, Tim Tebow has a few of them. Uh, no, I think, uh, I think they were like – I don't remember seeing anyone that like I watched that game live except for there was one, and it was – it, I think it was one of those like snow games where a quarterback had like literally like 13 yards on like three passes attempted or something like that. Was that the Patriots versus Bills this year? Oh, Mac Jones. Yeah, he threw the ball twice. Yeah. They threw two attempts. Yeah, and didn't they still win? Yeah. Yeah, that was like one of those things. And there was a couple other ones like that. I, it's This is going to be a really shitty uh, segment for me to not actually find this and bring it up, but... It, those kind of things are so funny when it's like four or five interceptions in the team. But it's like there was one where it was like four interceptions, like 20 yards, but the team won in a blowout. Oh, wow. And it's like, how does that happen? Like, how, like watching that game must have been so fun, actually. <laughs> yeah, that would be – dude, just stop throwing the ball at that point. Oh, no, here's one. Here's one. 484 yards of total offense versus 63 yards of offense. The team was 63 yards, won by 30 points. Damn. Yeah, like, it obviously pick sixes and stuff, but that's so funny. God, they must have just, like, turned the ball over in the red zone again and again and again. 
Yeah, right. Like you march all the way down the field, turn it over. What year? All the oh, sorry. I'm looking at NBA stat lines now. That that was uh like 1984. Oh. These uh, are, I, NBA ones are stupid. I don't care about those. Even in stats, I don't even care about NBA. I got one. I got one more question for you. Do it. If you were a um, free agent, how much would the strength of the fan base play into your decision to want to play somewhere? A lot. I think the fan base and the area would play a huge part. And what's always funny to me is that players seem to want to go to like the major cities like L.A., New York. I would be like like the mid-sized city, you know? Yeah. Give me like Seattle. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, Seattle, Seattle is huge, but I, you know, compared to LA, New York, San Francisco, those kind of places, I'd be like, yeah, give me that. If you're like a single 21 or 22 year old and you go to any big city, like you could literally probably go to like any club and like just point at some girl and say, I'd like to take you home with me. And she probably would, but that's obviously not great for. A, I think you're vastly great. overestimating like how much power they have. Just by know, being man. rich, <laughs> I think I think you are right though. They could like if a group of them walks into a club, the girls would just flock to them, and all they have to do is not be an idiot. I remember Jarrell. You ever that guy Jarrell? Yeah. He said he was talking to some girl, and like, like I think they were like they went out together, and he was talking really bitter with this, and he was obviously very good with the girls and stuff. And they were at some club in Sacramento. And then, do you remember that guy, Kevin Martin? Yeah. He walked in and, like, the girl just left to go hang out with him. <laughs> um, especially basketball players. Super tall and noticeable. Like, yeah, I'm sure, like, Danny Woodhead from the Patriots and they walk into a club and be like, hey, you guys know me? Uh, <laughs> back. As a five foot nine skinny white guy, I'd prefer that. Because then I would know who's really actually interested in me. They're the ones that remain behind. <laughs> like at New England clubs, probably very well recognized. But if I, he went to LA, I don't think he would really stand out. Right. That's true. I think I yeah, I think obviously it just each player has their preferences. But yeah, I'm not the kind of guy that'd be like looking for the clubs. I'm the kind of guy that'd be like, Do you guys have any like quiet places with like good frozen yogurt nearby? <laughs> you think like, okay, a handsome, tall, athletic guy like Ben Simmons. Do you think I would imagine any girl who actually, like, besides knowing he's Ben Simmons, any girl who watches basketball, I hope would be like, I'm not really sure if you are someone I want to hang out with. You guys seem like a loser these days. <laughs> That'd be the funniest thing. It's like get in the mind of like the girls that see them come in. Like, wait, are they good players or are they just like, you know, yeah. are they D-League players? Like, do the D-League basketball players get to go into bars and feel like badasses? A girl who watches sports would be like, dude, you got to get in the court already, Ben. Like. I, I don't know, man. That's crazy. I mean, honestly, though, I do remember even in college, and Joey will definitely attest to this, any party you're at, as soon as, like, the Gonzaga basketball players come in, it's like the, they're the party. Like, everyone's going around them. And it wasn't the same with all the sports. The soccer players could walk around freely with, like, a bubble of 10 feet around them. <laughs> well, also, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, they were the, the biggest athletes on campus. And right, also, yeah. someone like Ben Simmons – the fact that he used to date like one of those Kardashian like younger sisters has probably like probably a lot of you know a lot of girls are like that. He used to date one of them. I know that sounds dumb. 
if what if I ran into a girl who's like, oh yeah, I used to date Tom Brady, and I'm interested in you, Teddy? I'd be like, whoa, really? <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'll do. Don't let him see Joey. Oh no, God, <laughs> a little Tom Brady doppelganger there. Yeah. Um, I think the fan base would be not as important as just the location of the place in general. Yeah, I I agree. I think location would be the most important thing. But the fan base would be really cool. Though. I mean, like, I'm trying to think. It'd be what? hard to find a place that doesn't have at least a decent enough fan base, though. What teams would the fan base turn you off of? Probably Brooklyn, the Nets. Yeah, Brooklyn would be bad. Um, I bet there's a lot of good examples in other sports, too. Like, basketball seems to, like, I don't know. Okay, NFL. Like, would people Would people want to come to Sacramento? No, nobody would know that the fan base is even that like the fan base is big, but we also are all biased because we're all from there. I don't think we're any more fans in like Milwaukee. Right, exactly. And it's also the team hasn't hasn't been great for a long time. So like the fans, they're not noticeable like for other teams. Like no one's going to be like, oh, I remember watching this game and damn, their crowd was loud. They had cowbells and shit like they were going crazy. Yeah, like, and they had the you know whatever they had they had some decibel record or something like that, but maybe that's that's also not good for your hearing. Right, that's the real. Imagine your athlete. You said I don't want to play in Sacramento because I was worried about my hearing loss. Yeah, <laughs> I also avoided Kansas City's Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> and then your your agent turns to you and they say, "Are you serious?" And you say, "What? See, that's the importance of hearing." <laughs> I, don't, I think in football, like they'd be like playing for the LA Rams. I mean, the L.A. Uh, Chargers, like, they don't have I feel play. like, yeah, for football, I think what would matter so much is, like, because football season literally goes through winter, fall to winter, basically. So, like, are you playing in a place where you like the weather, too? Like, who would, like, Green Bay has, like, a legendary, like, field, but would you really want to play there? Oh. Same with Chicago. People talk about Soldier Field all the time, but, like, I wouldn't want to play there. No way. Um... I mean, Brady wanted to go to warmer weather when he left New England. But he also probably got pretty good at playing cold by playing in New England. Yeah. Yeah. And Peyton Manning played in a dome, and they didn't do very well on the road. Right. That's true. I mean, I wouldn't, like, personally, if I was given the option, I would choose anywhere that would pay me. But I wouldn't mind playing in the snow, but somewhere like that cold throughout the whole second half of the year. Like, you're not just playing there. You're training there. You're living there. Like, I yeah. just think that would, I don't know. I definitely. I some people like it, though. I think Sacramento is a very tough draw for a lot of NBA All-Stars. Yeah. Um, definitely has a weird, has a reputation as a cow town, which obviously I wouldn't say it's true. I think Lamore is more of a cow town, but, like, yeah. Sacramento is a normal city. But when you are a young single athlete, I think, like, everything else sounds more appealing. Yeah, it's actually really funny to me, the, like, the reputation that Sacramento has compared to, like, L.A., whereas people, I think people see L.A. as, like, California, like, that's, like, the stereotypical California, the beach is right there, yeah. it's always warm weather, Sacramento's not, like, super different from that, it's just, there's no beach, you got rivers, <laughs> which are probably cooler in a lot of ways, you know, if you're actually, like, hanging out at the American River. Yeah, you can meet Jim Harpus, like, yeah, you got a lot of different stuff going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think any free agent has ever, like, that's Sacramento's conundrum. They have to overpay bad free agents. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, that is, that's crazy. And it's, it's similar in like other sports too. Like, I think that's why, like obviously New York, the Yankees have a huge payroll. Red Sox, Boston Red Sox do too. I'm sure the LA teams have a huge payroll. Yeah, yeah. The Dodgers, I think, are number two or something, number one now. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, that's, that's really crazy. You heard it here, guys, on uh, Fantasy Football Time with uh, um, Joey and friends. <laughs> I was going to say Dale and friends. Fuck. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you there's some NBA athlete listening to this who's like, you know what? I'm going to check out Sacramento. Actually, we did a really bad job of selling it. Yeah, but you know what, though? You should check it out for yourself and make your own decisions and not rely on the stereotypes that you've heard of cities. And if you're a hot girl at the club and you see Ben Simmons, you should ask him when he's going to get back to the court. Yeah. He's trying to flock to his popularity. Yeah. And if you're a hot girl that's dated Tom Brady in the past, uh, there's a guy named Teddy for you. He's a really cool guy. Yeah. If Bridget Moynihan is listening to this podcast, I would gladly take in you and Tom Brady's son. Put an offer. He'll uh, retrain. He'll retrain that son too. As, you know, get rid of all the talent that he's been instilled with and, and instilled yeah. with hey, video I'm, game knowledge. And taught you about quarterback. He. I'm gonna teach you the liquor brawl quarterback style. Yeah. Hey, First, my my dad always told me that the Raiders sucked. Your dad's an idiot. He probably likes Nickelback. <laughs> First step of being a good quarterback is you need a receiver like Monroe, who's really faster than everyone else he plays with. <laughs> you can't play with fast people either. Like, oh, remember when we – this is half the group will like this. When we played uh, field uh, football and, like, that Chris Munini guy was there. Oh, yeah. Dude, he was just – I remember one time – I think my total number of tackles in that field football is equal to zero. <laughs> and one time I had Chris Munini running at me, and, like, he was just high-stepping – didn't yeah. you just give up? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, kind of going toward him, and then I kind of did the whole like quarterback who gets the third interception, and then like watches the guy go past him. Because, dude, he was like, I just, I like had a vision of me like jumping down, his knee just cracking my skull, and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna stop him. No, no, like it, that is something like tackling someone with no pads, no gear when they're running full speed at you is just like not safe. You have to like. It's like when you're trying to refuel a plane in the air, right? You have to meet ex- that velocity. You have to just match velocities and then just go down to the ground slowly together. Yes. You should have told him that. I wish I would have known back then. I would have had handled much better. Um, the Ryan, Remember Ryan Alverson? Yeah. The Mr. Late Hit? Dude, uh, he would he'd be well out of bounds and he'd be grappling and throwing you down. Yeah, that guy was just looking to tackle people. For I was sure. was not a huge fan of him. Sorry if he's listening. Um, Paul Price, Tommy's best friend. And then who else was there? Nick Brokaw. Uh, there was that guy, the goat. His name was Miles something. Like his shirt said, the goat. Well, Danny Roth. His name was Danny Roth. <laughs> Miles something. Danny Roth. He was fine. Um, I, oh, you know who's there? That dude dating that girl, Lauren. What was it? He was not Eric Vibrock. Was his name? God. Look at you. What was that guy's name? Oh, yeah, here's exactly his name. <laughs> Eric, Eric Bebrock. He was a very nice guy, but he was also one person I had no interest oh my in. God, I can't even remember people that I fucking spent my entire high school career with that I saw every day in class. And you, here's you 
Hey, what was that guy we played football with one time that went to Joey's school? I think I saw him miss two extra points in the game. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Teddy, Teddy knows so many Arden middle school students. <laughs> He's so good at knowing their names. Dude, if the government was really aware of your memory, you'd be on so many lists right now. <laughs> Eric, Eric Brock, he was probably the biggest guy who played with us. And he, yeah, no one, he was, well, I remember every team designated a person who could be tackled by two-hand touch. Ours was oh, Joey. yeah. Yeah, Joey was ours, and then he was theirs, yeah. Yeah. Jo- uh, yeah, Joey was impossible to tackle. <laughs> yeah, you just had to hope that he was close to out of bounds. <laughs> Dude, I remember I designed, like, I had this great play ahead. I know I've talked about this again, but I, I have to – it was a genius play. Jo- so, for the reference, it was tackle football, except we had a person. Joey could only be two in touch to tackle, and they had a guy who could only be two in touch to tackle. Everybody else had to be tackled to get an actual tackle. And the play was, it was like fourth and a few couple yards maybe. I was going to hike the ball as a quarterback, get on Joey's shoulders, and he was going to run in because technically they couldn't tackle him. They couldn't touch him because I had I was the ball controller. And it would have been perfect. Joey just bowl through them. Now, with that much height, we might have been kind of like a Jenga Tower Chet Holmgren situation. <laughs> but it was genius because – you know what I'm saying, right? This makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it makes as much sense as anything else you've said tonight. And we couldn't. I don't know why we didn't run it. Um, <laughs> do you remember David had a kick return where he probably broke five tackles and fumbled it? <laughs> Wait, didn't he try to lateral it to Andre? David and Andre were the king of fumbles. Oh my god! Dumbass lateral attempts and just this specific one where David returned. He it was a very impressive kick return, like. One of those Marshawn Lynch would have been a highlight reel. Then at the very end, he just like slipped the ball and his hands away from the air. (laughs) For as big as he was, he was always like a quick guy. He he was like, I mean, that's why he was like good at basketball too. He was like quick on his feet. He was very surprisingly, surprisingly fast. And I would say almost athletic for his out of shapeness. Yeah. 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 Like he like his momentum, his force of momentum was, was very high. (laughs) They were more, athletic of a family than joey chestnut oh absolutely they actually could probably eat as many hot dogs too yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man um who else went to those games sorry i'm trying to think there's this girl, a lot of girls always went yeah so many girls but i mean all joking aside there were some girls there but they weren't there to like watch us they were there because they were friends with the real guys. Were yeah, I was going to say, they were like their girlfriends. <laughs> Andrew, dude, Andrew McAllister, another guy in middle school. He was there. He was a nice guy. Um, I don't think uh, any Jesuit dudes went. It was all real guys. Memory lane of all these guys I never knew. All these girls I never knew, but I know their names. <laughs> They're all my best friends. And then we played at Joey's birthday party for a little bit. You remember Wait. that? Did we play – where did we play? In a liquor lot. Oh, yeah, just regular liquor brawl, yeah. Justin was there. He was too busy trying to flirt with Bryn. Yeah, there was, that, there was actually a lot of people there that time and just a couple people playing, I feel like. Yes. They – I guess we really thought liquor brawl would be more exciting than it was to them. Yeah. Is that the time when uh, Joey's family went out there with us too? Uh, I don't know. We had like a car parked and music playing and we were trying to play and organize a game. Yeah. I thought I remember like his dad and sisters uh, met us out there after or something and they were, they started playing too. Maybe. 
Um, I'm going to do one more story. My computer's almost dying after that. Um, Thank God. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> we were doing getting some props for like a skit when we were in El Centro, and somebody brought an air horn, and it sent chills down my spine. And I remembered how, like, <laughs> I, I'm... I know where this one's going. It's entertaining, but I'm also very scarred by them. Uh, was it you who did it? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. We were in the car on the way to the movies, and Joey was driving. I was in the back, not knowing what's going on. Wait, wait, wait. Was Joey driving or was Adam driving? Adam was probably driving. I think Adam was driving us Joey's then. shotgun. Uh, <laughs> he was so disgraceful not let his guest take shotgun. Bro found an ear horn in the back of the car or something, and, like, we are parking, and <laughs> Adam and Joey, just side by side in the front two seats, Monroe puts the air horn up there, probably a couple inches from both their ears, and blows the horn. <laughs> it was bad for me, obviously, it's an air horn, being like, you know, <laughs> I can't even imagine for them. Joey, with Joey's complaining, he probably said he could be hearing back for a year. Yeah, and they, like, just to not be expecting that, and to just all of a sudden hear it. What? I, I got to say, right now, thinking back to that story, it totally makes sense why Adam's bit on me. It's, it's totally yeah. justified. They earned it. Uh, totally what, justified. What we're we're even here. Do that. Fist bump right now. We're even, Adam. I'm sorry about that. I totally, I don't know, man. I, I'm a little, I was a little kid that wanted attention. What can what, I say? What, what makes an air horn make that noise? Air pressure. It's that loud? I mean, you know when you squeeze like a balloon and like you let the air out and it makes that really high pitched sound? Yeah. Yeah, they do that, but with like a controlled like escape hole. I don't know what to call it. Ask the engineers. Dude, it's like the loudest. Like, I mean, there's a reason boats use them. Like, you can hear it from miles away. I think I, I've seen, I think scientists would agree on this. It sounds louder when you're in a closed car with all the windows up. <laughs> <laughs> They are very loud. And I, I honestly remember thinking, like, God, that fucking hurt my ears, too. That was so stupid. I get nervous for air horns the same way some people get nervous from balloons because they're scared they're going to pop. I'm scared somebody's going to take this air horn and, like, <laughs> blow it. And God. Was that the same time, just to piggyback on this story, was that the same trip where Adam ran over something in the road? <laughs> I don't remember that. What did he hit? You don't, you don't remember that? We think it was a dog, but we, we don't know. It could have been a person we... Sean, send Adam to jail for that one. I mean, I never. Person. Or, or just a speed bump in the middle of the road. I know Joey had a speed bump in the liquor brawl. On one side. Oh, yeah. That was... God. And to think that he was actually probably going underneath the recommended speed limit, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think this might be a... Uh... One of our greatest podcasts yet. Yeah, I hope people listen all the way through this one. And I really hope that they let us know. Give us some good analogies for top threes or top fours or top X's in sports where the last one or two should not have been included. And uh, definitely give us examples of if you'd rather be the loser on a winning team or the winner on a losing team. Yep. And Sean, please find the example of the hockey player who blew it for his team, but they won anyways. I'm sure it goes out there. Absolutely. Sean will give us four or five. He's he's awesome like that. Man. All right, man. Good talking right. with you. It was fun. Until next time, I bid you adieu. Goodbye, Dale. <laughs>